Welcome to the Smiling Homeschooler Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Wilson. We are talking about homeschool co-op groups this week. If you enjoy the podcast, we would love if you would leave us a quick review. We hope this is encouraging, so let's get started. Here's my dad, Todd Wilson. Hey, thanks for joining me, Mom. Um, We're glad uh, that you took some time to join us on the Smiling Homeschooler podcast. This was a big day here at the Wilson House, but it's not, well, it's big for me, but it's really big for Ben. Ben, you want to tell us the big news? We finally got to um, find out the gender of our next baby that we're expecting in the end of January. Um, And Riss has been dying to know for, and I mean me too, but I think it's even more uh, (laughs) harder for her. I think it's fair to say say It's fair to say that Riss is dying more than you are. Yes, for sure. Uh, <laughs> and we found out we're having a boy, so we're super excited about that. We have a girl currently, uh, Renly, and uh, they'll be almost exactly two years apart, so that's super fun, uh, which is what we were kind of hoping for because that was uh, we thought it was some good good age difference between between kids and. Uh, so now we have actually a name, you know, we can try to, I just couldn't really come up with any names without knowing if it's a boy or a girl, um, whereas Rissa has had lots of ideas and, uh, you know. She, Is Todd Jr. in the running? It's not, but I think we'll at least have the same middle name as me and you. So that's really? Cool. Yeah, the I mean. line is continuing. That's right. The Wilson line. Which we both well, have that's Eric, exciting. So we'll that's exciting. Yeah. So and, she was shocked, uh, but, you know. I mean, I, I can't say I was shocked. It's you know, I, I'm too much of a, like it's a fifty-fifty. How can you be you know totally, totally surprised? But I was at least uh, you know very happy because I you know no, if, this is not my only reason. But I always kind of thought it was nice that you have all the even though right now no one seems to help you ever. But you know all the big guys who can help you do whatever you need. And I was like, man, that'd be super nice to have some some sons who can you know help do things yes, not that the daughters can't but then they get older and then they abandon you yeah but that's true luckily you know ben lives next door so he's back he's back to stay. uh well it's been another big uh letter week uh you know as we continue the the journey of uh sam and mckenna getting married um in march they've settled on a date so i think it's march 16th is the wedding date and they have found a place to have it at so that's really exciting and mckenna found her dress so Apparently, that's a big deal for brides-to-be, finding their dress. Um, Debbie and I just got back um, from Oklahoma City. Uh, We were down at the Teaching Textbooks headquarters, which was super amazing. Um, They've got a great spot uh, in Oklahoma City. Uh, I'd tell you where it is so you could stop by and say, hey, um, but I'm not really sure. It's It's somewhere near town. How's that? Um, but we stopped by. They've got a great group of people um, and an amazing product, and they offer an amazing service. Um, and they've got some exciting news kind of coming down the, the pike, so you're going to uh, want to uh, keep your ears out. We'll, we'll let you know. We'll let you know. Um, on also this uh, Thursday, this is coming out on Wednesday. On Thursday, I'm speaking in Grand Rapids um, at 7 o'clock at Lakeside Community Church at a homeschool group. So if you're in the area, stop by and say hey. And again, uh, we were kind of running the September special. Uh, if you live within 100 miles of me in Milford, Indiana, you can have me speak at your group. And this group you know, that I'm going to speak at Thursday is taking advantage of that. Uh, they don't have to pay me anything. They're just taking a love offering, and it's going to be a great night of encouragement. And in uh, fact, uh, last Wednesday, um, I even spoke at our homeschool co-op. 
um, which is a little awkward. Um, not because they're not a good bunch of people, but it's kind of like playing baseball um, when your parents show up. You know, you're just hoping you don't strike don't, out. And don't even talk about bad baseball games. <laughs> uh, one of the most embarrassing moments of my life. We played on a city softball league this year. Me and a couple of my brothers and some of our best friends. On the tournament night, we lost uh, zero to twenty-eight. So you know, it doesn't get much more embarrassing than that. So. I can uh, that's that. true. That's true. But Ben didn't do anything embarrassing. Um, and I don't think Sam or Abe did either. Sure. Uh, <laughs> I wish we had it on video. Um, so, but this is, uh, this or tonight or tonight, this is a today. It, we're doing a recording at night. So it's tonight. Um, we're talking about homeschool co-ops, um, or homeschool groups. Um, our homeschool co-op that the part, the one we're a part of, um, we start tomorrow morning. It's the first one of the year. And uh, the kids are excited and I play a role in our homeschool co-op because I am the gym teacher. Um, this is my second year to do it. And I'm a little nervous a little and, and excited um, because uh, I did it last year thinking, you know, I really want to encourage the moms there um, because, you know, the moms have to do everything. And I thought, hey, I'm home. I'm working at home. I could go there for a couple hours and play some games with the kids. And maybe the moms could talk during that time so they didn't have to run it. And so we had a great time. It was a lot of fun. Um, I got a whistle. And I was looking for my whistle. I got to find it by tomorrow morning. Um, and uh, we have two groups of kids, kind of older kids and younger kids. The older kids are like from, I don't know, third grade up. And the other ones are below that. And uh, I'll tell you, playing games with uh, second graders is so hard. Um, you know, I, I thought, oh, we can play kickball. They have no clue which direction to run. And so uh, we do a lot of balloon relays and um, running up and down and doing silly things because they can kind of kind of handle that. And by the way, Dad, if you're a dad who might be listening and maybe you work out of your home, what a great way to encourage your wife and encourage uh, your children and a bunch of other homeschool moms by volunteering to uh, help out at the homeschool co-op. But let me just say um, about my homeschool co-op, it's an amazing group. Uh, my wife loves being a part of it. My kids love it. Um, they love the before and after time. They love the in, in between time, the class time. They like it all. And it's been a great, great uh, addition for us um, because we've been a part of other groups that have not been so great um, uh, overall. But here's, the, here's what we're going to talk about. The question arises, um, should every homeschool mom be in a co-op? And of course, the answer everybody knows if you're a homeschooler and you've been listening to the show is that's right. It's whatever you want to do. You know, don't let anybody guilt you into thinking that you have to be a part of a co-op if you don't want to be a part of a co-op, um, you know, and if you want to go for it, you know, if it brings you joy and your kids enjoy it, do it. But if you're a homebody and we had a friend who was a part of a co-op and they're like, oh, I don't like it. My kids like being at home. And so they're not a part of one now, you know, and that's just fine because you get to decide because um, you're a homeschooler and that's the beauty of homeschooling. Um, you know, there are some benefits though. You know, uh, you get to rub shoulders with other homeschoolers. Your kids might have some opportunities to have some friends because sometimes being a homeschooler is kind of lonely or can be kind of lonely. Um, especially maybe if you've pulled your kids out of school, you know, and they're like, I don't have anybody to hang out with. Um, homeschool co-ops are 
perfect opportunities for that. It also do, is exactly what the name says. You know, it's a, cooper, a cooperative, a co-op um, that it allows you to get together and maybe pool your resources, not just in money, but in, in time and abilities and pull off some things that maybe you couldn't do by yourself. Um, I know our co-op does some amazing field trips. They might have in some um, a special teacher to teach some things. Um, you know, uh, in the past, our, we've had classes like uh, uh, sign language or or woodworking. I think this year they're doing an ag class only in northern Indiana. You know, uh, they're going to do drama. Um, you know, or maybe it's a a subject that that you don't feel comfortable teaching, uh, and that's a kind of a benefit. You don't have to go it alone. Um, you know, but I, as I was thinking about co-ops, I, I was thinking, you know, what should, if you're not a part of a co-op and you're thinking, oh, I've been wanting to, um, this is what I would look for in a, in a co-op. Um, I believe that you should find a co-op uh, or a group that you can, that is like-minded with you. You think that every homeschooler homeschools for the same reason you do. Eh, not true. There are a variety of uh, reasons for homeschooling. Um, here's what I would do. Um, you know, the last four weeks uh, on the podcast, we've been talking about some important things. Those are the things that I would want to make sure that if I was going to be a part of a homeschool co-op, that they also believe. Now, maybe they, they're not as strong on some of them, but they ought to believe these four things. Remember what they are? This is, I feel like this is class. You know, remember the first one? Home is the best place for your kids. They ought to believe that. There are some homeschool groups that say, no, homeschool's an, or home's an okay place if this works for you or you can go do this. But I want to be a part of one that says, no, home is the best place for our kids. You know, the, and number two, the parents are the best teachers of your children. That's what I would want the other moms to believe that. You know, I want them to believe that every child is a masterpiece. I want them to believe that the most important part of it is relationship. So I want to find a group, number one, that's like-minded. Number two, that is real, you know, and that allows moms to have, you know, talk time, share time, um, uh, you know, where they might be able to uh, talk over uh, certain areas of school, or maybe they're just talking about how hard it is to be a homeschooling mom or how hard it is to be a wife. I know it is. I know it is. And that's what my wife's favorite part of our homeschool co-op is. You know, she likes the things for her kids and she likes that the kids like it. But what she likes is the time where... Um, uh, the kid or where she gets interaction with other moms, because, again, all you moms are the same. All you moms feel like you're failing. You know, after I got down speaking at our little homeschool co-op, I was talking to a bunch of moms and they all feel that they all wonder if they're doing enough. That is common. Don't you dare pretend when you're in that homeschool co-op that everything's OK, because I know it's not. But if you pretend that it's, everything's okay, guess what everybody else is going to do? They're going to all pretend the same thing. And you're not going to believe that they're pretending. You're going to believe that they're telling the truth. So you're going to think that they're having a great time, everything's easy, and you're going to think, I'm the only one who's falling apart. And it's just not true. And I'll tell you, by being real, sometimes when you're real first, you take that first step, ugh, all of a sudden, 
you know, you've opened up this thing that everybody else can then be real. I can remember speaking at a group and uh, at a youth group one time, and I was asked with a couple other men, uh, hey, could you come in and tell us a time when God chastised you or, you know, you know, he dealt with you for not being obedient. And so, you know, I, I, I think I went last. The first guy, you know, his light was like, oh, one time, you know, I got angry. And God had to chastise me. And then the second guy's like, one time I wasn't very patient and God had to chastise me. And then I go and I say, I did this. And I'm like, blah, threw up on everybody how terrible I was. And, and, and mine sounded so much worse than everybody else's. Those two guys came up to me afterwards separately and they said, I did the very same thing. And I'm thinking, then why didn't you tell them, you know? But my realness allowed them to be real with me. So you allow them to be real with you. And I should say, uh, you know, uh, Ben, uh, you were part of a co-op as a kid. Uh, oh, how was your co-op experience? Which one? <clears throat> we had <laughs> lots of co-op experiences, uh, I think, over the years. I mean, we were in, you know, Spanish co-op where all we did was well, Spanish right. once a week. That. I forgot uh, that. We did one where we were only art. That was with the, some of the same people. And we did that one for a year or something. And we did uh, a long time ago at a church. We, it wasn't with the church, but we met with that one. I was probably you know, eight or 10, 10 or 11, something like that. And we did that one for a couple of years and I enjoyed that one. Uh, there was a couple of kids that we knew and did that one. That one was, you know, the biggest thing was we never, I think cause we traveled a lot, we didn't get plugged in quite as much as some right. of the groups um, did. But then later on we joined another one, um, actually met in the same spot. And that was an also one of my most embarrassing moments in my life. So you got a second one in the same episode <laughs> is okay. someone what there, happened? Uh, asked me to come up. It was like a math one or something, and they and I was like a senior or close to a senior, and I hadn't done algebra because I was doing like a business math within a couple years, and so I just you know I didn't use it very often, so I just didn't I couldn't remember I guess. And she's like, okay, solve this algebra problem up here in front of everyone, and I was like totally blanking, even though I remembered afterwards how to do it. Like I mean, I could you know. But and so I was just so embarrassed. I didn't handle it well. I just got super angry and, you know, was uh, and <laughs> looks like an idiot in front of everyone. But uh, so and your parents was, probably look like idiots. Too. Yeah, my mom was probably mortified, but I don't know. It was it was bad. So that was that was going. But overall, I think, you know, maybe mine wasn't as big of a thing because I didn't go to it as much. But I know Rissa, uh, her co-op was really a big influence in her life. A lot of her best friends were in one. They were all homeschooled together. Um, you know, they were had a bunch of super like-minded people, which is huge, like Dad said. Um, so they didn't have, you know, uh, this feeling of, oh, well, you're just doing, uh, you know, doing school in your pajamas and not uniforms. Well, then you're obviously not a true homeschooler. They all were very similar in that way. Um, but what do you think, you know, I've heard some people think that without a co-op, they wouldn't be able to homeschool because they can't teach them everything. Like, they're like, well, I don't know how Spanish, so how do I teach them Spanish? You know, so what do you think in that regards, you know? Well, here, here's my th my thinking about that. You know, your kids are going to be okay with Spanish. God, remember that for that second point we did um, about th two or three weeks ago where we said, um, God gave your parent, you God gave your children exactly the parents they needed. Mm -hmm. You know, you are qualified to teach your children the things that they need for the important things. Yes, of course there are things you're not gonna know. Um, you know, uh, uh, Ike 
learned how to weld. I'd never welded in my whole life. So together, he and I and someone else went and we got we had someone teach him how to weld. That might work in a co-op, but you don't have to feel like you need someone else to do everything, you know, to do those, those, those parts that you don't have. Um, you know, you, you might have to find some other resources. But again, that, that, a co-op can help in that. But if the co-op's not your thing, don't feel the pressure of like, oh, man, I got to get them in this because that's the only way they're going to learn that. It's not true. It's not true. Hey, let me finish my list here. Um, so I would pick a co-op where they are like-minded. You know, they believe the same things we do. So um, I may not pick a super academic one because that's not what my desire is. <coughs> or if I'm into unit studies, maybe I'm going to find one that's more into unit studies. Or, um, you know, it might be something else. Um, uh, I would have one that gave me talk time, you know, that, get, that would allow us to share things. And then I would find one that didn't put pressure on me, you know, because I'm talking to moms and they're getting a lot of pressure from other from within their group. You know, so I don't want one where attendance is mandatory, even though I understand there are homeschool groups that say, hey, you can miss three. But if you miss the fourth one, you're out. Hey, that's a great you can do that. But I'm not looking for that group. Um, you know, uh, I don't want one where I have to participate. You know, and I, by this, I'm more saying my children, um, because I know there are some ki some groups where everybody has to give up and get, give a presentation. Um, I don't like that. I, I'm not I don't I'm not a big fan of the show and tell groups. I know some you might like that. Hey, that's great. If your kids respond to that, that's great. Here's the deal. I know that of all my kids have been in co-ops, not every kid responds to that. Ben was great at standing up and talking. I don't know, Ben, uh, you did that. It, did it feel really hard for you or did it come pretty natural? It looked natural for you. Um, I, I was just trying to, I just forgot about that. I mean, I, at the time, obviously it was beforehand, it was, you know, you're, you're nervous and everything, but I've always gotten thrived off of it once I'm actually doing it. It's just the lead up that's always scary. But I mean, I know that like, you know, uh, some of my siblings would rather pretty much die, which I think is statistically pretty true. I think it's like what seventy percent of people are more afraid of talking in front of people than dying. I think it is something like that. Or, or sharks, yes. Yeah, it's insane. Um, and, and that's true. And that's true. And so I don't want my kids to have to feel that pressure of failure. You know, again, I, I don't let my kids always decide everything. If I think that's important for them to do then I'll, I'll, I'll make them. But I know this. I was just having a conversation with Sean Sabori at Teaching Textbooks. You know, we teach speech, but, you know, the, the, the percentages of people who are going to be public speakers is super, super small. Um, and maybe we would should spend our time doing some other parts of communication, whether that's just how to interact or how to express an idea, not to a group, but just to your mom or to somebody else like that. So I don't want that pressure on me as a participant to attend, yeah, I want to go. I mean, if I sign up for something, I want I'll, I'll honor that. But I don't want to have them to be taking attendance. And say, well, you missed uh, you you missed that three days in a row, so you can't come anymore. I don't want you know participation to have to be mandatory. So hey, if you want to do the show and tell thing, if I have two out of my four kids who want to do it, that's great. But I don't want any pressure on my two kids that who don't want to do it because I don't want them to do it. And then lastly, I don't want a group where maybe it's mandatory that I have to teach because the truth is not everybody is a good group 
teacher. And so that's scary to some. And I know, again, some people just dread that. Some people thrive off that. So they should be allowed to do it more as often as they like. You know, but I don't want that pressure. Um, and then I don't want a group that's going to try to determine what my kids need. You know, I want them to uh, take them as they are, not to not, that their goal is not to make all my kids amazing. Uh, that's that's my job as the parent. That's a good um, one, I think. It's a huge one. It's a huge one. Um, in fact, again, I was talking to the teaching textbook people, uh, and they were saying, you know, that seems to be a, uh, a not a tenant, but a thrust of some groups that they're trying to make every kid an amazing scholar. And the truth is, not every kid's going to be an amazing scholar. And that's okay. You well, know, because we moms have that mark of what amazing scholar is. And I feel like that's a big is like some mom is nuts about making sure her kids all know two languages and, you know, doing calculus by the age of like 15, you know, right. and I feel like they think then that that is the standard that all these other kids in the group need to have. And I, I, I felt that pressure. We felt that pressure. I know in some of the groups and I think that's a really easy one to fall into. Exactly. I think you're exactly right. And so, again, that's important of, of picking a group that's kind of like minded. Um, you know, now that you mentioned uh, Riss's group, I mean, they talk so fondly on about it because they were it wasn't a real big group, but they they all homeschooled the kind of the same way. Um, so that's what I would be looking for. You know, but there's also a time um, as I was just reading through a couple of the comments, um, you know, uh, uh, I thought I saw one. I guess it disappeared. But was somebody in one of the comments said they were they were going to take a break this year. You know, that's OK to take a break. In fact, if I were part of a, a homeschool co-op, there would be some. These are my deal breakers. These are w knowing when it's time to quit a homeschool co-op. And it's super simple. It's this. Number one, if you feel worse afterwards, after the meeting's over, then quit. You know, if you feel like you're failing because of being in your group or if you feel like I just don't like going because I feel lousy afterwards, quit the group. OK, you have my permission. I am abdicating you. Quit the group. Number two, if your children cry or make excuses because they don't want to go to the group or they feel worse, dumb or less than than they should, then quit the group again. You don't have to try to tweak it. You don't have to try to change them. Just quit the group or look for a different group. Um, or if you feel like they are not encouraging you in the way that you would like to go, for example. And this is why my wife uh, quit a group that she was in. Um, she was in a group of, I don't know, if ben, I don't, ben remembers this group. Ben was in a, uh, they were in a group maybe of 15 plus moms, families. And um, my Every single one of the uh, families had a child in the public school, at least a little bit of the time. So, um, you know, not all the time. So they, they were all homeschoolers, but they might have like one uh, one of their kids might be taking band or they're in playing volleyball or they're taking a science. Because in northern Indiana, I guess it's like the rest of Indiana, you can take advantage of it because that's what, you know, we pay the taxes. We can take advantage of whatever we want. Um, but here's where the problem was. The problem was it was all those moms had one foot in there or at least a little toe into the public school, except my wife. She was the only one who didn't. 
And um, what happened is that my wife, who strongly believes the home is the best place for her kids and that she wants her kids being homeschooled and she wants my home not there under their influence, if she just raised a like uh, concern like, oh, man, we're, get, we're getting, you know, next year we have to do whatever subject and I'm just not sure that I can handle that or I'm ready for that. As soon as that, that would come up, one of the moms would say, hey, why don't you take advantage of what the school offers? And so they kind of did that to one another until I, sh I and I said they all except my wife. Well, they didn't all start that way. It was like four or five that started and then six and seven and eight until my wife was the only one. And and we got to the point my wife would say, it just feels like poison. You know, it feels like they're poisoning me, my mind against something that I believe so strongly. Mom, if you believe something so strongly, you know, and you feel like that group is not encouraging you in that direction, quit. Find a different group. Don't keep going. Because here's what happens. You know, all those moms in that group who said they believed in homeschooling, I think all those moms put their kids into public school full time. Uh, you know, and not that it would have happened in my family because I wouldn't let it. Um, but it could have. It so easily could have. Um, so anyway, so those are the things, you know, th th those are the reasons, the things I would look for. And those would be the deal breakers are the reasons why I would leave a group. Um, here's what I'm thinking about doing. Um, I'm thinking about um, uh, making a, a thing over at our website and maybe we'll post it up on Facebook, a way that you can um, signify that your group is like part of is a smiling homeschool group. It's not affiliated with us, but what it says is that we believe those things that you just talked about, Todd. You know, we believe that, you know, that 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 home's the best place, that mom's the best teacher, that, you know, every child's a masterpiece. You know, we're not going to put pressure on the homeschoolers. We're not we're going to keep it real and allow moms to talk, you know. And so we're going to do like uh, Good Sam's does, not Sam's like Sam's Club. But Good Sam's, which is a camping, RVing uh, group of about a million campgrounds. And so what they do is they have, you know, if you're the local, whatever, Lazy Days campground down by the river, if you fulfill their re re requirements or you're like them, you get a little stamp that says, hey, we're a Good Sam endorsed uh, uh, campground. We're going to do that. We're going to say, hey, we're a smiling homeschooler group. Um, again, it's not affiliated with it, but so that when you're maybe if you're looking for a homeschool group or you see somebody else who's looking for a homeschool group and they see your little Facebook page or your little website and they see that little icon, they'll know that you're a group that helps them smile. And that's what we want. Well, hey, we're out of time. I told you uh, last week that we were going to interview Rachel Carmen. Obviously, we didn't. Um, but next week, we're going to for sure. We're going to talk to Rachel Carmen, who is an author, a speaker, and a real mom. And uh, she's uh, she and her husband own Apologia. Um, and I'm super excited to have her on our show. And we're going to talk to her and hear what her family's like. And we're not going to hear a bunch of platitudes. We're just going to hear about a real mom. And so have a great week. Um, again, if you're part of a co-op, uh, you've, you've found a good thing, you know. And if you're not, you know, start looking. Or if you've got a group that you think, hey, we should get that little stamp, would you check out our um, uh, website 
and uh, check out the blog, and we'll have a little thing where you can copy that little icon and you can stick it on yours to let everybody know that that's a smiling homeschooler group. Thanks for listening. Have a great week, Mom, and don't stop smiling. Thanks for listening. Join us next week for more homeschooling encouragement. We will be interviewing Rachel Carmen, part owner of Apologia and a homeschool mom. It should be an awesome episode. Share the podcast with a homeschooling mom to spread the encouragement. For the more weekly encouragement, you can also sign up on our weekly newsletter on our website, thesmilinghomeschooler.com. Have a great week and keep smiling.